guys. Welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. Don't know why I'm talking like this is an NPR radio episode. I am Kevin Fielder. I am joined right now by Cal Friedman, Jackson Hartz, and Jake Maurer. I don't know if Tommy will come back. I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Who knows? That's the question that we all have to answer at some point. Today, we're going to talk about the NBA. We are one game away from the NBA Finals for both the... Uh, both conferences today, the or actually yesterday, Thursday, the Lakers defeated the Denver Nuggets to go up 3-1, which means the Denver Nuggets are going to come back and win again because that's all they do. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Miami Heat are 3-1 up, and when we get to the NBA, I'm going to go insufferable. Anyways, we're also going to talk about the NHL. Some trades have happened. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals is happening. I think we all know who's going to win the Stanley Cup Finals. Jake isn't happy right now because his team lost and it's funny. It makes me laugh. And I don't know. Anyone else have anything to add before we go on to the actual content? All right. Let's let's go on to the actual content. Hey Jake, how you doing right now, bud? How you doing? It's been about I'm a actually week. I'm actually yeah, I'm actually pretty good right it's now. Been about a week. I'm not too upset about the honors losing. Um it's a tough game at the end there, and the show is scoring on us. But, uh, you know, nobody expected this to go this far. Nobody expected us to go in the conference final. Like, I expected to lose in the Panthers around one, so I was shocked they made it this far. No, you Great didn't. Team. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. No, because before before this whole thing happened, like, we were on, like, a 10-game losing streak. And as soon as Hawk was coming back, I'm like, all right, we'll lose to the Panthers. But, anyways, nobody expected this to come this far. Um, it's going to be a fun off season. There's a lot of options we can pursue. Uh, that will get in too, but um, I'm very happy. Uh, it sucks the way it ended. I'm more dis- I'm more like upset than mad. Like there's nothing to be mad about. Like the Lightning are an insane team, so um, not too mad. But uh, I just think we're one or a few steps away from really just winning it. But it's all right. Um, so we'll get into the Lightning and. Two trades have occurred and all that. So two trades, I love that. That that that's my music. I'm really happy right now. I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about that later. But first, the Stanley Cup Finals. The correct me if I'm wrong. Lightning are up two one, three one, two one. Yeah, yeah, two one, two one. And I think they looked like the better team. I'm sorry, but I think we all expected this. It's absolutely not yeah. shocking to me that the Lightning, with all the star value that they have is better than the Dallas Stars team that's kind of fluking their way to this far. I'm sorry, I'm not shocked by any of this. Yeah, one thing I want to talk about real quickly is if the Stars lose this, I'm afraid what the... I don't think they should do this. I'm afraid they're going to, like, push more next year when I think they should just stand pad. You know, they probably won't do as good next year, in my opinion. Because I think if they, just, they do, like, a full-on, like, okay, we're contending, we're contending, that, they can't. That team is still... Like this, this, that team is old. Like Ben is still isn't good. Yeah, no, no, they have a lot of bets. Roger Allen's like thirty-five. Like Ben, 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 ben does not look good. Sagan does not look good. Exactly. But, like they're not going to get. They, I, I, I swear, it would be, be crazy. But even this, if they lose, I think they should, I think they should blow it up. I think they actually should blow it up. No, I know, no. Dude, no, I, I wouldn't say blow it up, but they can sell off a few of the veterans. Like someone in need of a sniper would get Roger Allen. I don't think they, because they still have Miro. They have um, the prospect goalie who's going to be really good. They still have like young pieces, but I don't, most sure, of the sure. top six are veterans. I don't think you blow it up. Maybe Rodnikin, like 
they shouldn't blow it all up, but like they should definitely retool a little bit. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely retool. They don't need to blow it all up. I think that they're in a fine position next year to even compete for the playoff spot or, and you know potentially compete to get to a similar spot this year. But no, they definitely don't have to uh, blow it all up because they've got plenty of young talent that they can build around. And you can keep a few of those veterans around, which I think that's what you should do is you know, don't trade all the veterans because that's just a bad idea. But, you know, trade some of the ones that are probably at their highest value and uh, find some cheaper options and then just go in next year and hope that you can do similar. You do definitely do not try and improve and try and push for the Stanley Cup now because you are going to put yourself in a terrible situation in the future. I feel like that I, I am afraid that, that they're going to do it, though. Like, I, I, I am afraid that they're going to try and blow it all, like, continue to Pavelski try Pavelski is old, too. I forgot to have Pavelski. Yeah. yeah Pavelski's been working Harry. Like, yeah, they're, they're Pavelski's been really good this playoffs. I hate Pavelski. Um, got, what, 10 goals this entire time? He's been fantastic. Um, yeah, the Stars are, the Stars are such a weird team because they're, they're old up front, they're young at the back. Um, like, they're, I mean, you can look at the defense and argue that you've got guys like Klingberg, Haskinen, um, Lindell, like that, Lindell, Alexiak's been really good for them somehow. Like those four are some. It, you can argue they're what it's one of the better top fours out of any defenseman. When you look at their core, like Jimmy Ben is not what Jamie Ben was when the Stars weren't this good. Um, Jamie Ben's regressed a lot, as you said. Sagan's been really unimpressive. They're riding off a lot of guys that you really wouldn't like. Dennis Gurionov, um. Joel Kiviranta. I think we talked about it last time we talked about the stars. Like their like their forward core is being contributed by a bunch of guys that nobody would expect to be doing very well right now. And it is weird because like, you know, at this point you you have to consider, oh, maybe we you know, stars fans are probably gonna consider, oh, maybe we really can push with a few extra forwards, we can score a couple more goals. We almost made it we almost won the cup this year, hypothetically. Um the Kudo, the Hudobin thing is so weird, though. Like they, I think they have to get that goalie situation sorted out because I think Hudobin's going to be one of those goalies where this hot, you know, this hot playoff run is going to fool people into thinking that the guy is anything more than he is, which is a backup goalie who's still very serviceable. I mean, he wasn't saying as a backup this year, but that's all he is. He's a back. He's always been a career backup, whether it was in yeah, I agree. Dallas, um, Boston or even Carolina, he's always been this backup. He's never been anything more. He's not going to be anything more now. But I agree with Kev. Like, I'm going to be scared that they're actually going to go with Hudobin going forward next year, and it's just not going to work. And I can see them really blow. You know what? You know who they draw a lot of comparisons to? Um, tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe not in the way they play. This team really reminds me of the Nashville Predators when they made the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. Like, it's a bunch of – you would have never expected the team to do it. Now, I think the Stars are a little better than the Predators. Like, the Predators was just a surprise because they were a wildcard team. The Stars were in it. But, like, in terms of just how they've done it, it's been such a weird way to get there. And now, like, the, what happened with the Predators is the Predators looked like they might have been on the edge of – you know, retooling it if they got swept by the Blackhawks in that year, which everyone expected everyone expected the Blackhawks to cream that team. It went the complete opposite way, but they stuck it together these years and they found no success in the postseason since then. And I can really see the Stars doing that again, which sucks because I hate to write off a team. You know, we're recording right now. They could really just turn something around and do what they did in game one and win the next three games. I don't know if I'd see it happening, but it's ridiculous. Like, it is going to suck if the Stars 
you know, try and push through and it doesn't work. Uh, Going back to the Kadobin thing, it definitely reminds me of when the Senators went on a run and Craig Anderson was kind of unstoppable. The Stars are actually kind of blessed with the situation because Jake Oettinger is, a, is going to be a very good prospect. Ben Bishop is good when he's healthy, and I don't think they should buy into this um, Kudobin thing, as cool of a story as it is. But I really think Tampa's got this in the bag. Like, Stamkos is on the fourth line. He comes no, in, he skates for six minutes, he comes in on the ice on a line with Carter Verhage, and he just snipes the top cheese. Like, this team is so talented. Sergachev is playing out of his mind. Hedman's playing like the best defenseman in the NHL. Braden Point is establishing himself as a basically borderline superstar. Borderline. Like everything's working out. I think Point at this down. point, I think at this point, Braden Point might as well be considered a superstar. He's been yes. insane. Absolutely. Point's been on um, About yeah. the awards, Jackson, I'm sure you're upset about the breadman not winning the heart. Would you like to <laughs> go into that? Well, no, I just want to get into And I agree with you, by the way. Yeah, no, I want to say something. Dude, I like like how I was saying, imagine if the Lightning somehow lose a series. Like, if the Lightning lose this series, dude, they're fans. No, I mean, this this still, is the year. This If they don't, oh my god. This has to be the year with the way it is. If, if, they, if, they, if they somehow lose the series, Cooper has to be Ken. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, there yeah. is so much talent on this roster. Like, it's ridiculous. When, like, there is, a, there is a legitimate question going around the Lightning this offseason. You know, who are they going to pay, Sorelli or Sergachev? You know how many teams don't have that choice? Like, you know how many teams are going to pay both those guys automatically because of how good they are? The Lightning are going to be forced to make a choice here between these two, whereas most teams would be happy enough to sign both, if I, not just one. I think the choice is fairly obvious as to which one you pay, though. No, I think the choice is obvious. Yeah. Uh, and they have the pool to replace those players, too. Like, I know. It's insane. Their center depth. It's insane. You wonder why they do? Because the, the Kucherov contract, that contract yeah. is ridiculous. It's so ridiculously good for them. Yeah, that, yeah. that's an insane it's contract. contract. It's insane. Uh, okay, the awards. I'm not even mad that Panarin didn't win it. Dreisaitl? Like, I would have... Yeah, I, I, like, I, I thought Mac... I thought Mac... Or, sorry, McKinnon, if anyone doesn't know, couldn't know who Mac is. McKinnon or Panarin. And then the Norris should not have gone to Roman Yossi. It's, it was Hedman's. It, Hedman deserved it, in my opinion. The awards are pretty bad this year, in my opinion. But I think... I don't, for the heart, I would have gone with Nathan McKinnon because his team made the playoffs. And, like, that's no disrespect to Panarin. He had a great season. But, like, I think most valuable player should go to the guy who leads his team to a playoff series. And, and like, sure, Panarin absolutely tried. But we saw what McKinnon meant to Avalanche. Yeah. But the thing is, with Panarin, he got, like, fourth and fifth place votes. Like, it was, I don't think he had a second place vote at all. Did he? Here's the problem with the NHL awards. They act like the Ted Lindsay Award, which is supposed to be the best like player, and the Hart, which is supposed to be the most valuable to their team, they act like it's the same thing. And not to bring back emotional trauma, but the NHL did this with Tavares when Price won the MVP. <laughs> like McKinnon, Ratton was hurt, Landis Gog was hurt, everyone was hurt, and the guy was just unstoppable. Even in the playoffs, he had 26 points in 16 games. Panarin carried this Rangers roster. Nobody expected to go. He carried them a lot. Like, I, I just hate the awards. Dreisaitl was literally playing with McDavid every night. It's not hard to put up 120 points if you're playing with Connor McDavid and you have an ounce of skill. So here's... I just, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's, like, that's real. Yeah, it's just that 
it has to be two different awards, but they act like it's the same thing. Like, if you're going to call it most valuable to your team, you have to, like, vote it based on that. And I just so, don't get why. Yeah. Here's a question. This is going to sound absolutely wild. Should the awards be playoff-based as well? Because Leon Dreisaitl wouldn't have made the... Uh, no, because they, they, they vote, I think, at the end of the regular season. So... Well, I mean, hypothetically, should you push the voting back to after the playoffs are finished, and then take playoffs into account? I, I like, I think that's not a bad idea. Drysdale absolutely would not have won if there was a playoff series to it because it sucked in the playoffs. But hey, who are, who are the voters for this hard trophy? Uh, it's it's yeah, all media, yeah. right? I think it's media. Uh, I, think I think it's all the media writers. Yeah. How does Tristan Jari have a fifth place vote? No, oh, the, the Pittsburgh writer. Did Pittsburgh, it. yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. That's that. That actually blows my mind. Uh, wait, Jake, were you not mad about Riosi winning the Norris? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was ridiculous too. Um, I mean, Hedman yeah, yeah. should have won. I feel like that. I, I, we don't have to talk about that. I think that's obvious. I mean, Hedman is just on a completely different level right now. Um, the Colts. They got, they got the goalie but... right though. I will tell you, they got Hellbuck right. Thank God. Out of his yeah. mind. Um, anything else? They got the Calder right. The car uh, I, know, I know. I know. Jake's probably best at that. They got the Calder right. No, they did, but I like yeah. Hughes a lot. Um, the, I think Fox. Got the, I think Fox is more valuable than Kubalik was. I don't know. Yeah. Kubalik was yes. insane for a rookie. I know, but valuable value wise, and I think you should go value pressure for Calder too. When Fox should have been. No, I don't. I, I think yeah. for the Calder, you should just be who the best rookie was. Like I think it should just go to whoever was the yeah. best rookie over the course course this season. Now, who was the most valuable to their team? That's what the MVP is for. Who's the most valuable rookie to their team? That's what I just said. Makar. Yeah. No. Oh. But he's saying in, he's saying in general like the best. He, he's saying that the award should go to just the best rookie, not who is more valuable to their team. Yeah. That, that yeah, that's, that's what the MVP is for. Kubalik did. Yeah. I mean, playing a line with with Kane. I think I think he played a line with Kane Taves, or at least Taves. Uh, for sure. He played. He both Taves. No, he actually he was ridiculous. I I usually know a lot of NHL prospects. I never heard of him before that. I don't know if Jake Kubrick? did. Because Jake knows. Well, he was a late round pick. He was a mid round. Yeah, he was a mid round pick. Yeah, he really was wasn't an really ever top late. prospect. But I, I'm just I'm thinking what Fox did was unreal. He played he played as Mark Stahl the whole year. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Comes in like he just he's so he's very special and it sucks because like better than Pelly. Those okay. Lincolns was well, also incredible. Well, well, okay. um, I'm not going to make the argument and say that he deserved to be. Yeah, over no, he was incredible, Fox, but, but he absolutely does not deserve to win. Those Lincolns was insane. Yeah, you know who else was insane? Um, I don't know. Phil uh, Zito. Phil Zito is insane. So it's going to make a really bad joke there. I'm not going to make it. Uh, yes, Phil Zito. I don't know how the hell he did it. Don't ask me how he did it. <laughs> what? I. Uh, and just trying to have something good. Yeah, finally. I think the weirdest the weirdest part of it was that yesterday it looked like the trade was dead. So we heard the initial rumblings of the trade, which was Hornquist, Patrick Hornquist for Michael Matheson. Then we heard that the trade was like in – I don't know what they said. It was like in muddy waters or basically because – because Hornquist didn't approve his no trade list and then there was like injury insurance problems so they yes. held it off. And then so that's, today, that, that's why. today I didn't expect the trade to happen. I, I woke up today. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That was a fun day yesterday. It's not happening. And then uh, I think Jake mentioned it in a FaceTime call that we were in. It was like, oh, the trade's almost close to being complete. I was like, no, you're kidding. 
And he goes, no, I'm serious. And then we hear that it's straight up Patrick Hornfist to Florida for Michael Matheson and Colton Sevier. No draft picks, no retained salary, nothing. That's a robbery. It's <laughs> an absolute robbery. I don't I, know. Yeah. No, I know everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, well, the Hornquist contract. Hornquist put up 40 points last season on the third line in a reduced role. Mm-hmm. Like, he could, he could still, like, put up some points. Seager had 12 points. Matheson speaks for itself. <laughs> like, the Matheson and the Hornquist is kind of a trade-off contract-wise, but Hornquist provides a little value and could provide some value for that Panthers' bottom six. Yeah, that's the thing. And, it's like, you lose Colton Sevier, but you replace Colton Sevier in the same trade. Because Patrick Hornfist is going to be what Colton Sevier was. There's just one thing I want. I want a Jack Johnson, Michael Matheson pair. No, oh my god, no. I, like, if it happens, man, like, that'd be awesome. That is, that is almost $8 million of absolute shit on the ice together. What is, you're scoring every time. You're scoring every time. Yeah, the other together. team is. My question is, I mean, that, that's fine. My question is, what would the plus minus be of that line? Minus 20,000? <laughs> minus 80? <laughs> Play 82 games, you have a minus 80? <laughs> it might be. Those two are so bad. I don't know. I personally don't know what Jim Rutherford was thinking in this whole trade. He's dumb. Um, I, I, I've never thought he was that great of a GM. Um, obviously, the stuff he did in Carolina was solid. But, like, the stuff that he's done in Pittsburgh, um, the movement for Bugstad wasn't great. Uh, the Buick said thing never panned out. They don't play McCann. Um, the Kapanen trade was even weird. I, the Tanev signing, like, the Tanev signing, okay, it looks okay until you realize that he's being paid until 2025. Um, obviously, yeah. they've got a lot of other players locked into bad contracts. I mean, the Malkin one you had to sign. Um, Crosby, same thing. Uh, Zucker's been fine, but, like, I don't know what's up with this Penguins team. I, I've never understood some of the decisions making they've made. Um, trying to get on, trying to beef up by getting guys like like Patrick Marlowe or um, who's they who did they, who's they who did they trade? They traded Cahoon to Buffalo, right? I never understood that. I uh, thought they he, got um, I think they got Sherry. Yeah, Sherry. They got, they got Sherry back. Good. Yeah, Sherry was not good. They had him and they got him back. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if it wasn't for John Marino breaking through, like this team's really screwed, especially on the back end. And here's the thing: this it's thing. like. Uh, so I'm, I brought up this contract. After this upcoming season for Michael Matheson, he's got a no trade clause. He's got a modified no trade clause. So you can't even trade him. He's got a modified no trade clause where he ha- where he can submit a list of eight teams. No, no. Even if he like, I don't think he's going to be good in Pittsburgh. He's just not a good player. His his no, confidence has been shot. He he looked terrible to end the year, and maybe that's you know a product of playing alongside bad defensemen. But he's not even going to be playing with good defensemen in Pittsburgh, and you're going to be paying him up until 2025, 2026 to be a below average to maybe average. Maybe he reaches average, but you're going to be paying him four point eight seven five million dollars to be average. Yeah, I don't get the trade when you're trying to shop Latang at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about the Panthers. This draft is so important for them, it's not even funny. This draft is stacked. Gotta hit on your pick for the Panthers this year. What pick do you guys have in the first round? Twelve. Uh, I know we moved down. I think it's twelve. I think they're 
12, yeah. 12 or 13. This one of those someone, like, you can get someone really good there. That's, this draft is that I know, good. this draft is really good. I, I mean, I would love Anton Lundell, but he's not falling to us at that. He might he'd probably go in like nine. You guys need a center, right? Or do you need a... Um, right, everything. I'm just take a player. Take a player. At this point, just take a player. Oh, yeah. I think Tennessee you know, take best player available. Yeah, I was going to say, I really think it should be best player available. For the draft... Outside this of is football. such a pivotal offseason for the Panthers. Yeah. With this well, Hoffman Dadanov decision, like they can't, obviously can't bring them both back because of limited cap. I think the choice I mean, is fairly they, obvious. I don't even think they know who they want to bring back. New GM, he's not very familiar with them. I do think they bring Dadanov back. Yeah. I hope because then Hoffman goes to the Islanders. Um, can you even afford him? They can well, afford we're, okay. No, they will. Uh, no, I know. Um, fourth period, very reliable source reports there that both teams are not done. They're going to continue making moves. Apparently the Penguins are trying to get rid of a tank. Whoever will take them. Um, I'm interested to see what the Panthers will do. Um, obviously Bill Zito has been fantastic <laughs> so far. But, no, this is um, Build him a statue. Build him a statue. I don't care. I know. Like, um, but I'm excited. Um, it is. I, just, I don't know. The Penguins, I just look, the past like four trades, JR has gotten fleeced in all of them, and they just know, keep him. And the Penguins got Reardon back. Reardon's like a decent defensive coach, so maybe he can make Madison just a serviceable player. But like, you're paying the guy six million for five years. You want him to be more than a serviceable player, but I don't think that's possible. Especially unless you put him with like Marino. But like, then Marino gets kind of downgraded. You kind of have a good pair with Schultz and Marino, and then what do you do with Matt Murray and that goalie situation? Yeah, and Malkin, like... Well, he's probably trying to trade him right now, too. Well, yeah, yeah the, the well, one of them has to go, but the problem is you have to pay two of them. Like, I mean, I guess you I guess you can keep the Smith around for one more year, but you have to you have to pay one of Murray or Jari. I think you pay oh, Jari. You got to pay Jari, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think Jari's been think, the better goalie. I think it's hilarious. You look on cap friendly. The longest player that's currently tenured for the Penguins is Mike Madison. Um, it's so bad. He's so like I'm. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just Mike. I'm so happy Mike Madison is off this team. I just remember the first like this. This is a legitimate statistic. You can look it up. Like b- believe in plus minus as much as you want. Um, I think it was eight of the Panthers' first goals when they came. They, seven when the Panthers came back. Seven. Sorry, when the Panthers came back, they played a scrimmage against the Lightning, which they lost five nothing. They lost two one to the Islanders in game one, and they lost four two. The first seven goals, all were on Matheson. Every single one he was on the ice for. At least six of them you could directly um, attribute to him. It's not a joke. I don't understand what – like I, I really don't understand. I get him trying to get rid of Hornquist's contract. But why are you getting for someone who's extended longer and significantly worse? Yeah, like Hornquist. Jr. thought he was getting Uyghur, and then <laughs> <laughs> the, the the phone call went. The phone call went. I want. I want Mackenzie. Who do you want? I want Mackenzie. I'm sorry, you're breaking up. You want Matheson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him, him. Okay. Uh, can we get Hornquist? So sure, sure, sure. Yeah, send it in. Send it in. Send it in. <laughs> This is off topic. I kind of want to go on a rant. I, nah, I won't go on a rant. Nah, go on a rant. Like, go on a rant, baby. I, 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 I gotta get my computer charger, so go on a rant and save you're me time. About, you're talking about the Penguin situation being bad. Guess what, dude? It's still not worse than the Arizona Coyote situation right now. Oh, man. Dude, this team... Like, dude, I'm, I'm actually like... I feel bad. Sad I feel thing about this, Have the four. They ha- dude, they have the worst situation in the NHL. And like, they were in the playoffs this year. Um, What is it? Uh, What's that? It's... Is it Bill Armstrong? It's Bill Armstrong, right? 
Bill, I heard he's very yeah. good. Very good hire. Good hire. Great, McGuire, great hire. You know? <laughs> he's, still, he's still fucked because that situation, dude, like, I just, oh, my fucking God, it's so bad, dude. The, the penalty, you cheat the draft. You have no picks, no f- good farm system besides Soderstrom and Hayden. You gotta, you better hope Hayden's a good first line center, can be a first line center. Uh, your con, oh my god, the contract situation, the contract situation is so bad. You you extend OEL this year for like seven more years, and now you're trying to trade him. Like no, uh, I'm done with OEL. Uh, Jason Demare sucks. His contract sucks. We're still paying Marianosa. Still doing that. <laughs> no way. Uh, Nick Smoltz contract, he can't stay healthy. I like Nick Smoltz, but that was too big. Keller, I like, just he's become more of a goal scorer. Uh, there's, they got they got to completely blow it up. They just have to. And don't even be starting the whole ownership and the whole arena. Once they move, I guarantee the parents will become so much better in like in, in two years. But they're going to have to move a guy in a trade. They're going to move a lot of, not a lot of guys in trades, but they're going to have to move a guy in, tra- in a trade that fans like. It's going to be like a young guy. I think it's going to be probably Christian Dvorak. That probably get dealt because to like in order to trade these shitty contracts, you got to give us something valuable. We don't have picks to do that. You don't want to give your picks because you have a shit farm. So they are so fucked. It's not yeah, all, funny. Yeah, all bad on the Demers contract. Um, that was pre Bill Zito, and by default, that is not a that is not a part of our history. <laughs> we refuse to recognize um, anything downtown did. <laughs> no, anything anybody else did. Derek Stefan is your first line center. It's just ridiculous. But Phil Kessel. Uh, and now they got to sign. They got to sign Kemper too. Like, oh, yeah, they, oh good Derek luck. Probably no, gone. Kemper's up, man. And you have to resign him. Dude, guess what? You, I mean, you, you, they will be. They will be able to. Guess what? They're still paying Auntie Ronto all that money, and he can't stay healthy. And he sucks. And you're playing. You're gonna play Kemper a lot. It's That's bad. bad. It's awesome. I assume Hall's gone. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's gone. Right. If they dude, if they resign Taylor Hall. I swear to God, dude. I get like we already lost trade. I mean, the Devils get a second instead of a third. Tommy! Tommy's here. Yeah, Tommy is here. We're now joined by Tommy Nowitzki. Yeah, I'm listening to your Coyotes rap. You know what? <laughs> it's bad. Hey, hey, at, least, at least they have Paul Mistanet. Oh my God. Uh, if I see that commercial one more time. And guess what? They, they, uh, you know, the best thing with Coyotes, I swear to God, is their Kachina jerseys. That's the best thing with their that Coyotes. That's the only good thing. <laughs> That's the only good thing. Well, Connor looks not bad. Is, is Connor like, growing? I, think, I mean, yes, but like it's Connor. He, he Max a good third liner. <laughs> I, I think. I like, I like I think Armstrong will do his best to fix it. I think he has to be aggressive. Like I say, he's gonna make moves people don't like because they're like, oh, "Why are you treating this guy? You have to do it. You have to." And then they, they gotta give him time. They can't like if they suck in the first tiers, they will because they blow it up. You can't just fire him. It's not his fault unless he's obviously making just, like shitty, shitty trades. Yeah. But, right. Thing is, they can't. I don't know if they do blow it up because you can't trade all those guys that you don't want to trade. They they still kind of have to be competitive next year because the roster will still not be that bad, which makes it even worse. So. It's gonna be a long, painful process. And guess, and guess what? The Kings are gonna get better. The Kings are gonna be back to probably being like really good in three years. Kings are ridiculous. Man. Don't worry, um, the, don't worry, the Sharks are still seems, in the plot for your division. No, it seems like I every every team. See, sorry, it seems like every team in the Pacific is getting like better besides the Coyotes, and, and well, the Sharks look bad right now. But like, yeah. Canucks are going to be the powerhouse of the, of the Pacific for like a while now. Pretty coming up, Vegas will be good for a while. Edmonton will be will be good as long as like, David's there. Uh, Cal, I, I'm not going to touch on Calgary, but I think one. I think they need to like make big changes off season. That's all I'm going to say about them. But just yeah, wait. Coyotes are Coyotes are fucked. Just wait for Seattle to come in. 
Yeah, and uh, guess what? Seattle will be good because Seattle I, will be I, good. I, they'll be good because expansion draft will suck, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, I have a few more notes before we wrap up. Um, I think for the first time in forever, the Sabers won a trade. That Eric Stahl for Mojo straight up was a great trade. They finally get a second line center. They've wanted it to be middle set. Middle set's not really panning out. Eric Stahl is capable of still putting up 50 points, depending on who he's with. He'll be playing with Jeff Skinner. I think they can really play well. And Mojo, like, Marcus Johansson is not that good. For the Islanders, I think they're um, one more score away from um, really just going over the hump. I said Mike Hoffman. They have to clear cap because you got to sign Rishan Pulak, Taze, and Barzell. I think Letty's on the way out. They bring up Kyle Palmieri, but now under double trade would be hard. Um, everyone's like, "Oh, trade for Line. Line is not happening. Just get, get it out of your heads. It's not happening." And um, I'm excited for the offseason. Like a very stacked draft. Free agency is going to be interesting, and season's back in January. So I'm excited. Um, all, all these trades. There's still a lot more trades. Petrangelo's apparently not coming back to the Blues. So a lot, a lot of fun things are happening right now in the NHL. And uh, I'm excited. You're saying about you're saying a lot of fun, fun things, but I think this obviously might be boring, at least free agency wise. I think the I think it'll be a lot of good RFA trades. It's obviously the free agent class is not good. Like obviously, Petrangelo will be fun to see where he goes, but yeah, it's know. a weird. It's gonna yeah, be a weird. Yeah, just got Paul Petrangelo. But after that, there's not really any good players. But um, you know, the trades. What do you think? Well, Hoffman's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. What do you all think overpays for Petrangelo? Vegas. Honestly. I didn't see that. Vegas Vegas got rumored that there was a rumor that came out this morning that Vegas is trying to trade a lot of players because they they want Petrangelo really bad. I can see Toronto trying to clear cap, but like, how much cap can Toronto? Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way. How how the hell can Toronto clear enough cap to sign Petrangelo and still field a full team? That aren't um, like Zamboni drivers. I think people overpay Hall. I think there's going to be teams that it's going to give Hall a lot of money. Yeah. Hall was not impressive this season. Montreal will give Hall a lot of money. I can see it. But they, yeah, they, have, mon- they have money, though. But they have money. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so Montreal had money. It's a flat cap. Though. That's fair. Yeah, I was going to say that's the other thing. It's a flat cap you got to consider. Which is, yeah, I, it's a weird spot because the cap's been going up for so long. Yeah. I think RFA trade, there'll be a lot of good RFA trades that will be interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. I think the Sharks might trade Kevin LeBanc, if I'm honest. I don't know. Why. That's pretty interesting. He, he's always been a decent player, but I just I feel like the Sharks are going to just start moving on from pieces. I think they have. Yeah, to. Hopefully, Jeff can make someone overpay for Ryan Strom. But yeah. and Hank might be a free agent because he oh might yeah, buy out period start uh, tomorrow, so he might get bought out. I don't know. Um, it would be out. really it would be really shitty if they bought him out. I just think they should honor yeah. his contract for the one last season. Have him back up Igor. It's one of I your agree. greatest players. Don't buy him out. Like, really? For all he's I done, you even give him a cup. Don't buy him out. But if he is bought out, I can totally see him going to Washington. Yeah, the Rangers have bought out a lot of players recently. Yep. Um, Girardi, Shattenkirk, Richards, just off the top of my head. That Shattenkirk thing really blew up in their face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he's good on the line. I mean, that was so predictable. Yeah, it was all awesome. his old self. It was just the most beautiful thing ever. All right. Uh, yeah. Else, Two weeks. Anyone else have anything else to say on the NHL before we move on to the NBA playoffs? Like, 
lightning, please don't blow it because the next because if you do blow it, this podcast is going to go brutal on you. I swear <laughs> to God. Alexis <laughs> Lafreniere. We have gone brutal on every team. We've gone brutal on every team that's missed the that's lost every single team. That, I mean, it might be worse than the Clippers in my opinion. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Sorry, let's Tom. move on to the NBA. <laughs> Go Blake Coleman. <laughs> I'm about to get there. Okay. All right, boys. Are you ready? Are you guys mentally prepared for this? So no. but before we begin, uh, I want everyone to know we have a – this doesn't count, by the way. We have a Tyler Hero counter that we are keeping track of. And we are going to keep track of every time I say Tyler Hero or just Hero. Not really Tyler. Maybe Tyler too. It's going to be a lot. I'm warning That's all like of you. like four times. Yeah, I was going to say you're already up to five. Oh, that, that, none of those, I already said none of those counted. They start now. Oh. So, game five. Actually, game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami Heat looked really bad. They looked really bad. They looked like a very bad basketball team until Tyler Hero came along. Tyler Hero, fit, that's two. That's two. Finished the game with 37 points on 14 of 21 shooting, 5 of 10 from three. He made Gordon Hayward into his bitch. He made Jason Tatum look like a bitch. He made everyone on that Celtics team look like bitches. And in turn, Tyler Hero dropped 37 points, leading the Miami Heat to a three-point victory and making me the happiest man alive as they move to a 3-1 series lead. Guys, Tyler Hero is 20 years old. I just want everyone to know that right now. There's another. Tyler Hero is 21 years old. More. He is 20 he's about a, years old. He is not old enough to legally drink. He's not legally unable to drink. He was picked with the 14th overall pick. I didn't like the pick at the time. I will be fully admitted of this. Call him Joe Harris. <laughs> and he's dropped Man. 37 points in a critical playoff game. And you all can debate your mother's. Tyler Hero yo, is a yo. star. Okay, okay. First of all, with the Joe Harris comparison, getting a player like Joe Harris at that pick is not bad. Yes, it is. No, it's not. When what pick you had? It was only for more. Pick, getting a player like Joe Harris at the thirteenth pick is not again. Bad. My biggest thing was I didn't want the Miami Heat to draft a strict three and D guy. In the first round, okay. because well, you can no, find just three saying, and not, D guys. I'm not saying for the Miami Heat's fit. For the Miami Heat's fit, I'm just saying Joe, a guy like Joe Harris, that pick thirteen is not that. I I don't know. Point. I think I think it, the point. pick thirteen you want like more value. Like Darius Garland went fourth. The funny thing is, like Hero's not even a three and D guy because he really can't play defense. He played really. I mean, Tyler Hero played really good defense in the okay. first half. I mean, yeah, like Amy did, but like he's like one of the weaker guy, guy defensive guys in the Heat. Well, yeah, that's that's because the Heat's roster consists of Bam Adebayo, who's one of the better center defenders in the league. He can guard all five positions, arguably. You have Jimmy Butler, who's one of the best defenders in the league. You have Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala. You know, crap, he's one of the worst defenders on the team. It's kind of hard not to be with four defenders who are arguably some of the best in the league. Oh, also, uh, 
Derek Jones Jr., who didn't play, by the way. Solomon Hill got his minutes. <sighs> Tyler Hero, guys, 21 years old. I just want everyone to know that. I just want everyone to know. 20. That. 20 years old. Excuse me. He's not even 21. He can't even leave Lee Drink. Uh, talking about the Heat, dude, Kendrick Dunn has been so fucking bad. Dude, he's, he's, not even on, I, like, he's not even getting minutes anymore. He's not. Uh, thank God, finally. Uh, he's he, been terrible. His biggest problem is that Again, I think he's a fine player. I think he is going to have a good NBA career. But he is just – I don't know how to – like his whole thing is that he's like – he has to get going early and he forces a lot of shots. So when you force a lot of shots, you don't play the way you want to overall. And that's been his biggest problem is that he's just not playing the way he wants. Like he's not getting his shots early and it's hurting him the whole time. And then so for the Miami Heat, they've had plenty of bench scoring with – um, you have Tyler. I've got Tyler Hero again. That's nine in the first like five minutes of this segment. <laughs> you have uh, you have Tyler Hero. That's ten. Uh, you have uh, Jay Crowder, who's been a consistent scorer. Not last night. He was one for nine. Uh, Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. They only play six. Like six guys are asked to score for them, and so like that's why I'm just like a little concerned that it might not be sustainable the way you want it to be. But again, I, I look, I'm happy that this team of a whole bunch of misfits that were not supposed to be this far are one game, one win away from the NBA Finals. I, I don't care anymore after that. Like, that is just so impressive to me. That is so impressive to me. And I am, I'm happy as hell. And I, I again, I don't think I'm fully confident that they will win it, but hopefully they do. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. Never been happier. It's weird because I feel like the Celtics have played out decent in the series. Like no, it, they haven't. It doesn't feel like doesn't feel like they're three one down. It, it it's really weird to think about. All the games have been so close. It totally does to me. They have not played well at all. The Celtics have put up more points than the Heat this series. They, they, actually, they technically have, yeah. But, but I that's all from that's, one game. The whole series has been so close. Um. And all it takes is just one bad first half from Jason Tatum or one big shot from Tyler Hero or one That's my boy. You know, foul down foul down the stretch on Jimmy Butler to change the entire outcome of this whole series. It's really I think it's really it shows the um Heat's resilience to be able to keep playing like this, to keep moving forward, even when Duncan Robinson struggled, even when Kendrick Nunn hasn't been able to get it onto the court. The fact that you play a six-man rotation. I say six-man because Solomon Hill is not a player. Yeah. It, um, you, it's seven-man. It's seven-man. Iguodala gets a ton of minutes. Seven-man. Sorry, I forgot about Iguodala. Um, I, I meant to say seven and said six. But the fact that the Heat are able to roll that out and play that good of def- that good of zone defense for so long. I think it was um, – I think uh, Van Gundy made this comment, and I usually hate Jeff Van Gundy. I hate but, he made this comment saying, like, I've never seen a team play zone defense this efficiently for so long. It's ridiculous how good the Heat's defense is. And I know Eric Spolster is, you know, a top head coach in this league. But it is unbelievable that they are one game away from the NBA Finals at this point. Well, here's here's why their, their zone defense is so different. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jackson, but I feel like it needs to be explained. You're good. So what the Miami Heat do is what most teams in college basketball and the NBA do with the 2-3 zone is they put their guards up top. So they'll have their point guard and their shooting guard at the top of the 2-3 zone. Then they'll have their two wing players or their, their small forward and their power forward on the two wings. And then they'll have their center in the middle. What the Miami Heat do is so different in the fact that they put Jimmy Butler at the top of the zone. And we all know what Jimmy Butler is defensively. He's a ball hawk. 
He can find the passing lane. He can stop the passing lane. That's how he gets so many easy steals. And then you have, they sometimes put like, uh, I've seen them put Jay Crowder at the top of the zone. I've seen they put Derek Jones Jr. at the top of the zone. They put Andre Udall at the top of the zone. What they do is they put the top and most athletic, lengthy players at the top of the zone because what it does is it confuses teams. Because what most teams are prepared to do, and this is, look, this is first of all how you stop a zone. You go to the wing, you set an inside ball screen from the wing, so you suck in the defenders. Then you kick it out for easy threes. That's why most teams don't run zones in the NBA because most teams understand it. And that's why I'm so confused as to why Brad Stevens, who, look, is a good head coach. I'm not saying he's not a good head coach. But how can a college coach not stop a 2-3 zone? That's what you play in college. That's what every single college team plays. If you're not playing a 2-3 zone, you're playing a 3-2 zone, you're playing some man. It's so stupid that a college coach cannot adjust his team. And look, first of all, again, Brad Stevens is a good coach. He cannot make in-game adjustments. He sucks at making in-game adjustments, and he has for so long in this playoffs. It's really just, this is our game plan. We're going to stick to this until it loses us games. That's why he's 3-1 down of the heat. Yeah, on, I think I think these close games, like Cal said, have exposed like who has the better, who's the better coach, and it's obviously Spolstra. Oh, absolutely. Um, if the Lakers, uh, sorry, this is not on this is a different series. Obviously, the Lakers win, beat the Nuggets. The Heat definitely should play zone. Oh no, absolutely. I think I think if you're the Heat, you play zone until they prove that someone proves that they can stop it. And you, so if the Lakers in inconsistent shooting, you have you better play zone. And I, again, like I just think like. I kind of laughed when I put the Heat in the finals when we did our playoff predictions. I was like, ha-ha, the Heat are going to make the finals. They might actually win the finals. They are very damn talented. And they are so damn good at what they do. And even today, or even last uh, last night or two nights ago, I think at this point, or whenever this is released, in Game 4 they shot 27% from 3. That's their bread and butter is their 3-point shooting. They shot 27% from 3. And they still won the game because of – I'm just going to mark an ad now. Tyler Hero. And I'm sorry, but when you have so much trust in a 20-year-old rookie to handle the ball and take the late-game shots, that proves how deep this team is. Most teams – how many teams would have a 20-year-old rookie as their option down the stretch? I can't name a single NBA team right now in, that would be in the NBA Finals or one game away from the NBA Finals who would have a 20-year-old as their star player down the stretch. I'm sorry, that's insane. Can I provide an example for you? Yes. Okay. Um, I'd say that you'd get swept by the Lakers in the finals. Um, we see how good the Heat were in the process of getting to the finals, but they are not able to get over the final hump yet. Would you consider giving up Tyler Hero in a package to get a player like Bradley Beal? No, absolutely not. The sky is the limit for Tyler Hero. I refuse to put a ceiling on it. I don't want to put a ceiling on a guy like this because we've seen what he can do with the ball in his hands. And so I don't want to give up on him for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a terrific player. There's no doubt about that. Bradley Beal is an all-NBA player who's going to you know, go to a team if they trade him. I don't know if the Wizards plan on trading him and make a team happy, but I don't trade Tyler Hero for like him. Because I think that like you, we haven't seen all of what Tyler Hero can be. He's so talented at what he does. 
and that he's got so much confidence at 20 years old, why do you trade him now? There's no reason to get rid of him now. Maybe he grows into your third star, and so you don't need to go out there and trade for Bradley Beal. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think if he make a trade, I think some teams gonna overvalue uh, Kendrick Nunn. Absolutely, but, I think I think uh, that's your that's your uh, your bread and butter right now is the Kendrick Nunn twentieth pick and salary filler, and you hope to God that some team bites on it. And I think some team yeah. will. I think some team will because he, we saw what Ty- Kendrick Nunn was in the regular season. I think he's a fine player. I, so I think that some team's gonna bite on him. And so that'll be fine. But even if they don't, Miami Heat has a max spot in 2021 and, and a really good free agency class with so much talent, headlined by Giannis Antetokounmpo, but even past the top few guys, you have like Victor Oladipo, you have a bunch of guys who are solid NBA players. Don't give up that space. Let's see. Like, I don't want to say that Miami's getting Giannis because I still don't think Miami's getting Giannis. I think that I think he's staying in Milwaukee until he leaves Milwaukee. Like, until he's officially hit free agency, I think he's staying in Milwaukee. But who's saying Miami can't get Giannis? Like, who's saying Miami can't get Giannis? They're certainly going to get a meeting with him if he hits free agency. And what teams can offer as much as Miami can? Not many. You have maybe one of the L.A. teams, but I don't think really you can really afford it if you're L.A. The Lakers and the Clippers obviously can't afford it with Pandemic Peak. But uh, Golden State will. But other than that, what other teams offer the same thing Miami does for Giannis? I don't think there's many teams that offer close to what Miami can offer. I agree, yeah. Anyways. Should we talk about the other series? Yes, I think we should talk about the other series. Uh, The Lakers are now up 3-1 on the Denver Nuggets, which, as I had mentioned earlier, means the Nuggets are going to win the series. Because that's been the whole case. Oh, yeah. Washed game. It's been the case this whole finals. <laughs> uh, before we get to Wash King, uh, Jamal Murray is a superstar. I'm just going to see yeah. his yes, now. absolutely. Walk it. Like, if you just look at the numbers, he's more efficient, too. Like, you look at the numbers, which is, like, ridiculous about it. The shots he was making, I know they lost tonight. Shots he was making. Jokic, the reason, I think the reason they lost tonight, Jokic was not that great in my opinion. He should, definitely should have been better. And they needed him to be better. But yeah, Jamal Murray star his confidence right now is ridiculous uh the nuggets are gonna find like can now now secure themselves like we can build around these two guys and they still have mbj who yeah no, they absolutely play that well they absolutely have built that's another teams. team that would benefit from a breath of beal trade they i think they should not do that they i think do i think their mission off. should be getting drew holiday i think drew holiday fits perfectly mm-hmm. i agree i agree, I agree. I agree. You yeah, you, I don't know if you want to give up that match for Bradley Beal. I don't know. I think that's what makes them so good. And they're still so young. 30 point per game score, Bradley Beal. But he, I, he won't score 30 points in the Nuggets. No, I, I think that like their, their mission because... <laughs> <laughs> wow. What he literally can't play defense. I think... Yeah. Okay, yeah, he can't play defense, but surrounded by four players that can play defense... Jamal Murray's not that great. Be fine. I also still don't think they win the finals with that team. I don't think they wouldn't. The I think Holiday. But you, yeah. you have to consider yeah, Hall- a championship contender. Holiday sure. fits a lot yeah, better. better. Holiday fits a lot better because you can trade Gary Harris. I think the Pelicans would be interested in Gary Harris because he's a little younger and he might fit their timeline a little better. And, I like, again, Jamal Murray's a great offensive player. He's not that great defensively. And we know what Nikola Jokic is defensively. He's not that great defensively either. So if you can get a very solid defender – 
who can be that like anchor of that defense, you will be great. I think that's going to be their biggest their biggest need right now is get a, defen- a defensive anchor who can still hold their own offensively, and that's what Drew Holiday is, and he's fine not being the star on the team. He's not, he hasn't been the star for a while, so I think that like that's the perfect fit. That's the fit that they need to pursue. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, does anybody have anything to say on the Lakers? Wash King. They're pretty, pretty well, good basketball well, team. Well, you said, you said you wanted to get to Wash King. You said you wanted oh, to talk about that. Oh, I'm not specifically. I mean, I kind of said it already, but I don't, right. not, not in this. But he wasn't that great tonight. Like, he really wasn't. Maybe you look at his numbers, you'll get confused and think he was good. Uh, 80 was really good. Like, really, really fucking good. Uh, if we go back to game two, everyone's yelling at Plumlee for that whole thing. It is his fault, but also... I'm pretty sure. Okay, who was on LeBron? Was it? Was it PJ Dozier? Right? Who was it? Maybe it wasn't well, PJ Dozier. Game, the game two game winner. Yeah, was it Will Barton? I can't remember exactly. I think it was Jimmy. Maybe it was Jimmy Grant. I think everyone's. I saw it on Twitter. I think Grant told him like to like do that. I'm pretty sure. But, but like, I, I, I thought I don't. I don't know what they their play call is because most teams will switch on everything in that situation because then you don't get caught. But. Like yeah. you usually switch on screens. That's not a screen ever. He just yeah, ran into I, him. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I think Grant thought LeBron was gonna like, do a screen, but he didn't because I think the play was actually supposed to be to LeBron anyway. That's but, just, yeah. That was that was pretty bad defense somewhere. I don't know who is to blame, and so I. That's why I'm not, I'm not blaming Mason or was it Mason Plumley or Miles Plumley or yeah Mason Mason. Mason. There, dude, there's so many Plumleys. There's so many Leonard's and Zellers. Too many. He's the only good one. <laughs> the only good Plumley. Yeah, no. Wait, where is Miles Plumlee? Is he like? There's not many Leonard's. There used to be Kawhi and Myers. That's too many. <laughs> I don't think anybody has ever confused Kawhi Leonard with Myers. Leonard. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, look. If an NBA team wants to confuse Myers Leonard and Kawhi Leonard this off season, I think I'm sure the Miami Heat would take it. <laughs> Somebody's going to give Myers Leonard the max. <laughs> so. Uh, I have two, two questions. Do you think the Lakers wrap it up? Like, in how, like, how many games? Or do you think Nuggets actually come back? Six. Uh, yeah, Lakers six. And six. Yeah, I think too. I think I think Jokic gonna have a big game five or game. Yeah, game five. Yeah, it's just good it's unsustainable for a team to win three straight NBA final, like NBA playoff series, down three one. That would be insane. Did you imagine? That'd be awesome. You you'd have, have to. Have them as a favorite going into the finals. You know, it's funny though. Watch them do that and then just like get swept or like losing five. Like, yeah. the they're gonna do that. They get swept by the Heat. Losing five in the finals and then the Heat just. If they keep it down with four, no, that's like the greatest playoff run ever. That'll really show Jimmy's culture. <laughs> uh, oh, also, this is not on top of the series, but you guys have obviously seen all the stuff that's coming out with the Clippers and Paul George and like kind of oh what you think of him. Well, yeah, because. The, the Clippers, uh, we said it last time about the Clippers. There's a sense of, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Shoot. Arrogance, I think. Arrogance. Like, their bench, is, their bench players are so arrogant. You already know Marcus Morris definitely said it. Dude, Marcus yeah. Morris was probably the one preaching it from the rooftops. Yeah, <laughs> Lou Will. Marcus Pat Morris definitely said it. You know, he's just not. He's shit, but yeah. I feel like so Montrez probably said it, too. He's kicked out of three spots. I wonder if, like, Ledger uh, Shabbat's saying it. <laughs> probably. Or, like, Kevin Gelly. Or Jamichael yeah, Green. Michael Green's like, I'm better than you. It was definitely Terrence, I'm a man, man. 
yeah, that's what the back of my shirt just said, isn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, that was just really sick. If, I, if my last name was Mann, I would have done the same thing. Terrence Mann was the one saying, I'm better than you, Paul. The crazy part about like, that 2021 draft, uh, free agency class is like, it could be even more stacked because Kawhi could opt out, uh, Pandemic P could opt out. I think LeBron's Sorry. contract. I think LeBron's contract is up after that, isn't it? Even then, like, I'm not even officially removing the possibility that Anthony Davis takes a one-year contract this year and then, like, tries to capitalize on value next year. What? Do you think he I, I mean, where I does he AD go? I think he either leaves or he signs uh, a one-year deal. Uh, Boston, Boston, uh, Miami, yeah, like what? I don't Golden think State, LA for Boston. Philly, Donovan, Chicago Bulls. Jared Cal, we're kicking you out. Nope. That's probably <laughs> the locations. I think they oh, yeah. get AD and then trade AD for the entire Lakers roster. Get AD then trade AD. Is that what I can. Said? Yeah, no, and then they're gonna have LeBron, man. He's <laughs> like, I don't think about the future because I think in three years the Lakers team is gonna be terrible. No, but like I'm just like, thinking, yeah, you go all in. I'm just thinking like, yeah, what? Saying, that's why I'm like, I don't know how the cap works, so I don't know if this would even be possible. But could he opt? Like, could he, in theory, take a one-year contract and open up that cap space so that, like, they could try and sign Giannis well. as well? I don't, I don't know how the cap space works, and if that's possible, I don't know, can they go over the cap for Anthony Davis? I don't know if they have the bird rights on him. I don't know. All the small cap intricacies, so don't even think that like that's actually possible until it actually is. But no, that would really be interesting. I, I think that like I would not remove it from him taking a one-year contract and opening yeah, up for uh, the next offseason. Kyle, what do you think about the Billy Donovan hire, man? God, it's such a weird one because I was never really a big fan of Donovan up until we hired him. I don't know what to think about it. I really don't. What? I don't know what to think about the move. It's such a weird one. Like, I'm, ha- I'm happy we went with Donovan because I think there were a lot worse guys we could have gotten. And I'm not going to complain too much with Donovan. Um, he I think I should have gone to Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, okay, yeah. He had one quote today that I really liked. He said, um, I don't go into jobs thinking of a two-year, three-year plan. I always think, how can we, be, how can we get better today? Which is something that he's had, like, you can, for as much as you can um, question Billy Donovan, everywhere he's gone, he's had success. He was good at UF, um, made the playoffs five out of five years with the Nuggets, um, or not with the Nuggets, I'm sorry, the, uh, I, got, I got the whole series on line, with the Thunder, I, that just completely sits down on line. Albeit, you know, he had some pretty good talent there, but still, it's very impressive to manage that that much um, with the one year that it was just Russell Westbrook that everyone expected them to be kind of poor. And obviously this season that nobody expected him to be any good. Um, it's clear that he's good at developing players around him, which is something that we need. Um, his issues come in the playoffs. He doesn't get, he doesn't manage games well in the playoffs. He doesn't make too many adjustments, but like if he gets us to the playoffs, I don't care. Like that's still a very fine get for us, and I'm happy for it. I mean, I think we got. I think we have a very young core. I think this is a guy that um, can work with this core. I think the core can be very excited to him. I'm. I'm sure everyone's seen Zach Levine's joyous Twitch stream reaction of 
him being announced. But no, serious, I'm sure Zach would be really happy with this, and I'm just happy that we got a good coach. He was like, he oh, went, yeah. we, yo, we just got we just got Billy Don there as the next coach. That's crazy. He was like, he was, he was like very he was like very good coach. That's crazy. Coach of Florida. He sounded nah, like I'm, he was. I'm so happy. Like if Zach, if Zach is happy, I'm happy because Zach Levine, like seeing him play, just annoyed and dropping 25 a night, like still trying to save Boylan's job, was so frustrating to watch. What if Zach Levine isn't happy though? Maybe Lori Mark can go back to his old self now. Oh, please. That's got to be priority number one is fixing Lori Markin because, I mean, this is a guy who we looked at the first two seasons and we really thought he's going to be our next franchise big man and was so bad last season because we reverted him to standing at the three-point line. When he's so much more of an inside presence. (laughs) But no, but come on, dude. You don't think the the mindset of – Go corner, go shoot. Is good mindset? No, it's not. But like, this offseason, like we, I've said it a couple times. This is such a big offseason for the Bulls. I think they've done right on every step. I think Karnaschovas was a great get to lead this lead this organization going forward. I think Donovan is a good coach for the next couple of years. Now we have the number four pick, which is going to be huge to see if we can take someone who could potentially take us over the top. And I'm beginning to like have the excitement of Bulls basketball returning, and it's been so long because when the Bulls are good, it is so fun to watch. It is so, so fun to see the United Center packed out every night. I'm so tired of seeing half attendance of fans mostly there to see who we play because we have such a loyal fan base, and I'm so excited for the Bulls to potentially be improving under Donovan. I, my only concern is that I feel like the expectations are going to be really high the first year because really? he's a new head coach, because he's got a all-star caliber player. I don't want to call, really call him a superstar in Zach Levine. And you, I feel like s- people are going to set the expectations super high to where they're like, if they're not reached, it's going to be a disappointment first year. I, again, well, I think that, that that might just be the curse of being a strong uh, in a big, big market, team. that that might just be the case of being in a big market. But like, like I don't think what? Bulls fans are going to want to. Which I well, first of all, I think they should blow it all up, and I think they should start from scratch. They don't think they will. Uh, and I think no, because gonna... this is this is the blowing it up starting from scratch. Still, this is still the really because I like I haven't seen any assets that make it seem like it is. You've drafted a whole bunch of decent third options and fourth options, but where's the star? I feel I feel like the hate on Zach Levine is too much. I'm not. They haven't, like, they haven't, they haven't had the I really to think How do you Zach build Levine. this team up? How do you build what? this team up? I'm not. Yeah, yeah, what you, you trade, can't build this team up at all? You trade Laurie Markkinen for like a pick, maybe, and you do the same for Wendell Carter. You guys are all young, like no. Yeah, like why would we blow this team up? Because you need a star to win in the NBA, dude. You need a star to win the NBA. Oh, no. How's blowing a team up getting a star? Yeah. No. Yeah. We're, we're, so we're just going to repeat no, the same process all over. The rebuild process. I'm just, I'm this sorry, but the push that kind of happens. No, this, yeah, this, this, this is where the rebuild has built mm-hmm. its tuition. Mm-hmm. If we have a good season next year, then we look at 2021 as, as a chance to sign someone big. Exactly. There's yeah, your really star, dude. I'm sorry, but I don't know how. If you guys make the playoffs as an eighth seed, let's say, or you make the playoffs as the seventh seed, why is Giannis going to go there and go? Oh well, I can come in and be the best player on a seventh seed team when I could go and be the best player on? Why? Why did Giannis come in? 
there, there's other stars honest. than the than arguably the best. But why would NBA. any of those free agency free agents go to Chicago? Um, I don't know. Why did why, why did Jimmy why, Butler why leave a a Sixers team to go to Miami? Yeah, Answer that question. Because culture. because he had he had Dwayne Wade speaking in his ear up until the final oh, day of the season, MJ? dude. Well, MJ actually can't legally do that because he's actually the owner of yeah, the Charlotte MJ Hornets, and that would be. That would be illegal. There's a lot of great influence. There's a lot of people that will influence people to come to Chicago. Well, like who? Michael Jordan? Oh, wait. No, but to be able to play in a big market like Chicago, to be the face of a city, of of an organization that is such a – I'm sorry. I just just don't see how you add the star that you need to add to be a good team in the NBA. I'm not saying why, I'm not why, saying Zach Levine's a bad player. I don't know why Zach Levine yeah, isn't because again I'm not saying he's a bad player. A he's an all-star caliber yeah. player who's going to. Why are we? Because so, Zach okay. Levine's not winning you an NBA Let, okay, finals. Why are we trying to win an NBA championship right now? Because isn't that the goal for every single NBA team to win the NBA I don't championship? Think the tried to win the title this year, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but okay. So this is another, this is something that I want to get back to. Like you're talking about how like the expectations of the Bulls are going to be built up. Who, like look at the teams that made the playoffs this year. Like we're going to be better than who? Orlando? Like yeah. I don't see. Like who's going to hype us up to be better than the Sixers, or the Celtics, or even the Pacers? Like we're still going to be like hyped up to be around like the eight seed, which is fine. Like we're in a rebuild. I'm this just the first thing. I'm yeah, just the saying. The goal of the Bulls is to make the playoffs. My my biggest concern is not for this upcoming season, or for seasons in the future. I'm just I don't know where you find your extra star. I don't. I mean, um, maybe Kobe White develops into that. Maybe free agents here. The draft. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, free. Well, I mean, if yeah, you're gonna make the playoffs every single year, you can't draft a super dude. Giannis doesn't come around every single draft. You're not going to draft Giannis every single year, dude. So this whole idea so that they'll this, draft someone at 16, 17, 18 who's going to turn to a superstar bullshit. Well, we got someone – we, we got to pick at four here. So we could potentially draft a superstar. Right. You know how, In this class, I don't know if there's a superstar at four, but – We'll wait and see. Yeah, we're um, going to see. Unless LaMelo – They did not blow it up. How many, people, how many people said Jamal Murray was going to be a superstar? Or Tyler Hero. And we literally were just talking about him being a superstar. Well, again, I'm not willing like, to call him a superstar yet either. I, I think superstar is very limited to a few team, a few players. So I think throwing superstar around to claim that Ty- Jamal Murray is a superstar because of one good playoff run? No. I, I'm just, not, I'm just not getting the argument from you specifically because we literally just spent the time talking about how the Heat are one game away from the NBA Finals, and you're out here telling every other team they can. And I'll, out. and I'll be the first one to tell everyone that if this was a normal season where there were fans in the stands. And we didn't get a three month a three month delay. The Miami Heat wouldn't be this far. They would have been out in the second Max. round. So he yeah, actually right about that. But. So all right, okay, that's fair. So uh, weird circumstances meant weird teams will make it further. We all knew this. So remember, everyone was calling it an asterisk season because we don't know what will happen. <laughs> Again, I, mean, I wasn't personally, but yeah. Ever like I, again, I'll be the first one to tell you, Miami Heat. The Heat aren't going to repeat next year if they win the NBA Finals this year. No, they're going to go back to who they are until they get that second star or maybe that third star or whatever you want to say it is. I think it's the second star because I think you don't really have a superstar on the team. You have a whole bunch of really good NBA players and a whole bunch of average NBA players. But I, I'm sorry, but like 
we know that in the NBA you need to win with a superstar, right? Like no one's going to debate that, right? You need a superstar yeah. to win in the NBA. If there yeah, are ten uh, superstars, I, I I just don't know how the Bulls get that superstar. I don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Maybe just, Kobe White develops into one, or maybe Larry Markkinen with a new head coach is one. I hope to God Larry Markkinen. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, but like we said, like, just I, wait. Like, let's just, just wait. Let's see how we are under Donovan before we start thinking about what free agent we're going to find. They definitely don't need to blow it up, though. Yeah, blow okay, it maybe up. maybe blow it up was a little bit of an overreaction and maybe yeah. not the right choice of <laughs> yeah. words. But, uh, again, I think they need to be looking at a way to find that extra star because if it's true that Billy Bonden doesn't go and look at a two-year, three-year plan and looks to how they can improve now – but anyways, uh, yes, Jake, you have a question or you Jake, have a response? Jake, do you have anything to say? Oh, there you go. When is the Knicks going to be good? Never. 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 Just just never. I'm sorry, bud. Uh, Did you see Knox's electric practice tonight? <laughs> Are you ready to sign Van Vliet to a max contract? We're getting uh, Harold, too. We're getting Van Vliet and Harold. Oh, the great yeah, first round know, exit. Here we come. <laughs> We're going to lose 90 to 86 every night. <laughs> No. <laughs> Defense is going to be electric. Because of, of uh, Nokina. Oh, God. Harold. I mean, great, great defense. The offense. We got Tims. We got Tims. I still think Tims was such a bad himself. hire there. Who? Tims. Oh, they fucking draft Evan Lassell, dude. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll, they'll draft fucking Cole Anthony. No, there's no way. If they draft Cole Anthony, I'll laugh. I'd cry. It's the Knicks. What do you mean there's no way? <laughs> yeah, again, don't say there's no way with the Knicks. They'll do it. Yeah. They'll find fair. a way. That's fair. But, I mean, come yeah, on. How many how many power forwards did they sign last offseason? Eight? <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It was... Uh, and they want to trade literally the main one they signed. <laughs> no, well, isn't he awful? Who, Julius? Yeah. Julius Randle's really not that bad, but... He's awful. Randall is not his back. He ruined the team. Like, he's, he's, not a, he he's not a bad player, but he doesn't fit what the Knicks is. Yeah. Him and RJ don't click, and you got him. RJ's your man. It also is a very bad contract. Oh, yeah, no, that's fair. That's uh, fair. He doesn't fit that his move, like, like, doesn't he have, like, a certain move that just does not work? Like, isn't it, like, a post-spin or something like that? I don't know. No, no, you, know, wait, you, know what, you know what doesn't work? Yeah, he's a powerful. With the Knicks, no, you want to know why? But the reason why Jake's saying this is because the Knicks ran him as their main ball handler. Oh, like you dribble off the court. Are you serious? Yes. Actually, I'm not. I don't know why. I, I, I wish I was kidding. I wish I was no. kidding. Yeah. I, I wish I was kidding. Don't worry. The Suns are on the up. I think I've watched. I watched two games. I think. Suns are. I wonder if he's going to sign Ubre. Just, just the Suns hopefully, are. hopefully the Suns find a point guard to put next to, um, well, Devin Booker. Be yeah. They can have. They, they better not resign Ubre. They just—it's not the right move. No, they—they they, they need to find a point guard who they can put next to Devin Booker. They'll be a great team if they find that. Yeah, man. Too bad Rubio is on like a ten-year contract or ten million dollar contract. But that's, that's that. Yeah. Even I, again, I, if they get a point guard, Rubio's back. One guard is pretty good. Yeah, and I think contract, I, I think you can trade. No, I think that's a tradable contract. If you attach a pick to that, that you trade, you could trade that contract. No. I guess. Wait, is it not I mean, 10? I think it's like 20, Cal. I should have 20. Or maybe it's 15. I think it's 15. Pretty bad. It, it, it's a lot of money for what he's worth. Like, I like Rubio as a player, but... I think the Suns are going to need a lot of high going into the year, and they're going to they're gonna disappoint, like they always do. Well, oh, again, uh, I, I think that they're definitely nowhere near where they should be. Exactly. Monty Williams is a good coach, though. That was, I, I thought that was a good hire from day one. Oh, yeah, no, player. absolutely. Monty Williams, I, I always thought was a great head coach. 
Yeah. He, um, uh, wait, uh, Ricky Rubio is getting paid 17 a year. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. never mind. Maybe maybe not tradable. Change of plans. Might not be tradable yeah. than I thought it was. If it was $10 million, it's absolutely tradable. <laughs> I mean, I'm not to- exactly in the situation where you want to bid or you want to um, do part with a pick necessarily. Yeah, like, no, you I still know. might want to hit on one more guy. I, I, again, I, I wonder how they'll try to find their point guard. I think they have to go through trade. They might take – I want them to uh, take Killian Hayes. But I don't think he lasts the 10. Yeah. No, I don't either. I, I wonder where they find that point guard. That's going to be definitely be interesting. They to might see. take Cole Anthony. I think Hayes is going to be really good. I think everyone's going to shit on him where he gets I don't even think like, like Cole Anthony, point though, guard, at 10. Just, yeah. Cole Anthony at 10 and hope that he's the point guard isn't that bad of an idea. Because if he's the know. point guard. Whoever gets Tyrese Maxey, it's going to be a steal. Tyrese Maxey is going to be a star. I'm excited for this draft. I'm disappointed it got moved. They're going to take Isaiah Halliburton. This class is nine. I get the I'm not excited. Yeah, I get the ball to take hell, but this draft is not exciting at all. No, no it's, it's not. Like, this is no, like, there's so much mystery to it. This is definitely the one draft where having the fourth pick is like not that great. Yeah, but it you know it would be the one year the Bulls might. <laughs> yeah, of course it'd be accept. the one year the next, the next uh, the Bulls move on. Let alone the fact that the Bulls move on. This is the one year the Bulls don't pick seventh again. <laughs> this is the one yeah. year where picking seventh wouldn't have been that bad. <laughs> yeah, I know course. this is so random, but like, can we talk about like you know the Troy Pistons are so relevant. It's like oh my god, yeah. they're so bad. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're fucked. Oh, yeah, we're we're, we're talking about blowing it up. That team needs to blow it up. <laughs> yeah, they already have. Like, what, what are they going to get? They've blown it up and tried. It's to time. So many times. It's time to trade. I think you at this point you trade Christian Wood, you trade Luke Kennard, and you just come yeah, blow it up. Blake, you tank. They, that team needs to tank. This, you they're, can't they're, trade, they're, Blake. trade Blake. Blake's untradeable. That contract. Really? Is, thankfully for them, though, hopefully they're definitely going to top by pick next year. They definitely probably want one, obviously. They need to get one because next year's class is loaded. Yeah, like, if they get Jalen yeah. Green. What, Cunningham? Like, oh, yeah, Jalen Green. Get Jalen Green. That, yeah, next year's class is loaded. You need so, to get – next year you need to get a top three pick if you're Detroit because that's where you can find your star. And John Mingaminga. Yeah, no, they got to get a top pick. What's, I the, more what's the forward of Duke's name that's coming in as a freshman this year? I forget. It's like Johnson. Dylan Johnson? No, Dylan I don't Johnson. Like Dylan Johnson. I, really? I think he's – I think he's one of the most overrated fights for prospects in, in a class. Huh. I think you're overrated. So might... I'm overrating him? No, I think I'm you're just overrated. <laughs> oh, I'm overrated. Okay. Yeah. That'll be next year's class is stacked. Notable under oh. or notable overrated on Phil's Jackson. I saw, I saw this on a TikTok and yeah, TikTok. I yeah. probably delete that app. Banned. But uh Get banned. this guy made a TikTok. 2021 season next year is going to be so like we thought this year was going to be unpredictable and stuff like that with the Warriors coming back the Nets it's going to be even more fun oh, oh yeah, yeah. the NBA is in a good spot right now and w- whatever happens in the, the ratings uh, are down dude I, I the ratings are down nah dude I don't even want to get in the there's several ratings, ratings. There's, there's several ratings for that there yeah the reason the back. reason the NBA ratings are down is not because they said Black Lives Matter Sorry, that's not why. And anyone who thinks no. that's why, so they're trying to find an excuse. No, the reason the Reigns are down is uh, Nuggets Lakers game. Just watch, not watch, not watch the last seven minutes of Nuggets Nuggets Lakers game, and you'll see why. Yeah, no, the product just hasn't been that good. And, brain. Like it'll, it'll bump back up for the finals. It'll and people like people also don't have interest in these series because there aren't as many stars. 
We don't have Kawhi yeah. Leonard. We don't have Giannis. We don't have it's as, hard. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, we don't have it's Harden. Hard Jokic and Bam compared yeah. to um, James Harden and Kawhi Leonard. These these yeah, these series only predicate to uh, hardcore fans and people who are fans of both teams because you can't market Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler versus Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. No one wants to mm-hmm. watch that. I, I'm sorry, there's no one wants to watch that. Like casual fans, I'm yeah. like, I want to watch it. But. I, I, was, I was more specifically talking about the refing. That's why the last seven minutes. Oh, refing's also been terrible. terrible. Yeah, refing's just terrible. like the way the, the game stops. It's hard time. It just shouldn't stop. It's, it's been atrocious. Anyways, uh, I think that's where we're gonna cut this off. I'm not gonna stay and talk about refing for the next six hours because I'll be passionate about it. Thanks for listening to the Unfiltered Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at UnfilteredCast1. We'll also have that in the description of the podcast. Uh, anything has anyone else have anything else to say? We're gonna do this every episode. Uh, shout out Johnny P. The Celtics are gonna lose the series. <laughs> he, he and the stars. And the yeah. stars. Shout out shout out our boy John. <laughs> our boy. <Unlucky> boy. <laughs> oh god, the heat the heat are definitely gonna blow it now, aren't they? Oh absolutely. <laughs> we said You're that. You're screwed. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, classic Jake Mauer not talking with the